are tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by Replays, Gameware, Movies, and More, and Creative Foundations, employing individuals with disabilities. Now your hosts, Sam Dunham, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of the Nerd Overload, the show that covers everything in pop and geek culture from Archie Andrews to Zoidberg. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha. We have a great show for you this week. As always, a lot of big news to talk about, but first, we're going to get into what we've been checking out. As we usually do. That's right. I kind of checked out a few things uh, so far. I finally got off my butt and played the Tomb Raider reboot. Oh, okay. It's a good game. Yeah, uh, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm not terribly far into it, but so far what I've been what I've been playing, I like. It's interesting. Uh, Steph was watching me play it, and she's like, I didn't realize Tomb Raider was going to be so scary. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty scary, actually. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not so much a platformer with guns and pixels. It is, is kind of a survival horror with really horrible people. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wish there was less shooting and more jumping was my opinion on it. Like, I love those jumping puzzles, like, where you're figuring out how I'm going to, how am I going to get from here to here with the set of moves I have? Yeah. There's not enough of those and there's too much shooting. Yeah. Like, I recently, like, had to go get, like, a radio transponder or something and I had to, like, from, like, a wolf cave and I had to climb up on this, all this, like, ancient Japanese village and up this mountain to get into this cave. I don't know. I'm... I'm really enjoying it. It's it's interesting. And I like the fact that Laura Croft looks like a real person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely helps. Yeah, she doesn't look like some sort of cartoon blow-up doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, thinking back on, like, classic Tomb Raider, I'm like, man. <laughs> Though I'm missing the, the really weird, the way Laura Croft used to shoot where she flung her elbows. <laughs> yeah, like, she would really focus on, like, whatever you were aiming at. <laughs> It's weird that all the tomb raiding is side stuff. Yeah, there's, it really is. In the main story, there's no actual tomb raiding. Though I think in the new one that's coming out, it's a little more focused on the the archaeological Indiana Jones part of it. Yeah, which was always the main draw of it. It's kind of weird that they would cut that out, but I guess it is an origin story too. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, she's not even the lead archaeologist on this expedition. It's the one dude. Uh, I can't remember his name. But he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember anybody's name. In this yeah, I really, I really can't either. Honestly, uh, other than the creepy Father Matthias guy, he was like the leader of the band that's on this island you're trapped on. I don't know. It, it's it's an interesting. It's an interesting. Um, visually, the the game look is very pretty. Like a lot of like the like the set pieces and stuff. Yeah. And that very first cave you fall into, where like the cannibal scavenger guy is, was really creepy. <laughs> always been a big fan of tomb raider i like the tomb raider games no no i always have too i mean they definitely got weirder and weirder as the series oh yeah and less good yeah and less good (laughs) that last one um the last one before they reboot well not yeah before one of the reboots that the angel of darkness i think that game is terrible oh yeah i think the last one i played might have been like tomb raider 3 where you're like in the antarctic and you found like thor's hammer or something (laughs) I can't even freaking nice. remember. It's weird. I remember fighting a giant mutated spider monster man thing. Tomb Raider. Was that his name? Spider monster spider- man thing? <laughs> I don't know. Giant sized spider monster man thing. Uh, well, that was his first appearance. <laughs> uh, Tomb Raider Legend was good. Was pretty good. That was like the first reboot. I thought uh, Tomb Raider Origins was like the the first reboot that, no that was that came after legends it, it's a remake of the first game which Uh-oh. is that's a great game too okay where like you're playing like young laura yeah and she's wearing the the blue tank top like yeah. from the old games that they never do anymore yeah <laughs> well till now i mean she has she has one in this one i'm playing i thought it was gray in this one maybe it's just because it's so dirty <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i mean come on you fall through a hole you get like piece of bone shoved through your side and you're shot i mean there's there's so much crap going on you come out of that hole that first hole like just disgusting i'm sitting there i'm like you're you're gonna need antibiotics i'm pretty sure you have dirt in your in your in your in your open wounds this is horrible (laughs) 
That's the only thing that really sucks about it, though, is they, they really beat the crap out of her, like, too yeah. much. I, I, oh, yeah. I haven't played the game, but I remember seeing that. That was always kind of like, oh, okay. That's definitely a, a way to take the game, I suppose. <laughs> too much assault. Yeah. <laughs> assault on Laura. <laughs> That's the next title. Send me a check. <laughs> Uh, beyond that, I just kind of been doing my normal uh, watching TV shows thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of season finales. Yeah, it is season finale season. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I watched the Arrow season finale and I hated it. It was so dumb. Yeah, well, it was really dumb. Arrow. I know. Flash was really good. Agents of Shield was sad. Yeah. And then uh, I I caught the season finale of the following. Actually, it's the series finale of the following because it didn't get picked up. Ah, I see. And I didn't like it. Yeah. So let's talk about The Flash for a second because that's like the one everyone's talking about right now. Yeah, we can talk about Flash. Yeah. Do you want me, do you want to give a spoiler alert? Um, yeah. Or, or do you want to watch it? Oh, I'll watch it eventually, but I don't care about spoilers. Okay. Um, yeah, if you're interested in watching The Flash on like Hulu or something, because it pops up a couple days after, right? Uh, like, like the, the next, next day. The next yeah. day. Okay. They're really good about it. Okay. Well, you know what? If you're inter- if you're interested, come back in a couple minutes. We're yep. going to talk about The Flash for just a couple Flash, minutes. Flash, spoilers. Yep. Flash forward. Flash forward. You're going to get flashed with some spoilers <laughs> for The Flash. <laughs> It'll go by so quick you won't see anything. Um <laughs> Okay, so um, so basically, um, Barry is building up to his uh, his final confrontation with Harrison Wells. They already captured him in the previous episode, mm-hmm. and you finally get to see Tom Cavanaugh act like an actual like villain, super villain, and not like some you know pretending super... to be a guy. Yeah, like I saw, cl- I only saw about fifteen minutes of it, and he was like chewing scenery like, oh yeah. he was really enjoying be- actually being able to act a little bit and that's great oh yeah uh he's really great i really enjoy mm-hmm. him yeah but um and they even opened the episode completely different like instead of doing their normal thing where my name's barry allen just running through streets and stuff mm-hmm. uh it's still pretty much the same voiceover except it's everyone at star labs is kind of like mealing around i mean both halves of firestorm are there I mean, Joe's there. Pretty much almost everybody's there. Is Was Joe wearing his tactical beanie? Yes. Awesome. Where's his tactical beanie? Everywhere he goes. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, that's when you know things are going to get real. <laughs> when Joe when Joe West pulls out the beanie. <laughs> um, and it, Barry goes on to say, like, you know, you know, I was going to, you know, find the man who killed my mother. And now I have him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just really great. And. Wells continues to go, you know, you know, I hated you because he's sitting there asking, like, you know, why did you do it? Why did you kill my mother? He's like, I went back to kill you as a child. I hate you. I hate not you, future you so much. I was going to go back in time and kill you. I hate the concept of you. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much is what he was saying. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, but then future you followed me and saved you. And it made me so angry, I figured, you know what? What if childhood Barry suffered a tragedy so bad that he wouldn't become the Flash? He would just be traumatized. So I did the next best thing. I killed your mother. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Bum, 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 Yeah. But then he goes on to talk about how, you know, being stuck here and everything, and I've come to see how, how your father and Joe see you as a son. So I've been helping you to get better out of love. And then Barry's all like, no, I don't want to hear it. Blah. Yeah. Yeah. I did catch that part. Um, it's kind of weird, you know, the, like the turnaround of like, you're my most hated enemy, but now that I've met you as a younger man, mm-hmm. I really, really care about you. Well, that's like the melding of the two, um, versions of the reverse flash from comics. There was, um, uh, Thawne, who was definitely just the the evil bad guy, like mm-hmm. who just wanted to kill Barry Allen, and then there was uh, Hunter Zolomon, who was the um, Wally West version of the Reverse Flash, and his whole deal was, you need to be the best superhero you can be, so I'm going to cause you all of this immense immense trauma to make you a better person, and that they kind of melded the two characters together. Yeah, and it, and it worked really well, I thought. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I is 
as a whole, and I've, I know I've said this a bunch, I, I enjoy Flash mm-hmm. way more than I do Arrow. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think I watch, mostly I think I just watch Arrow now just because I've been watching it. Yeah. I'm not even really enjoying it all that much. We right. actually started watching Arrow again, and I'm like, this is not as good as I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's right after his mom dies, and he's just doing like a ton of Batman brooding. And I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh, God. Well, Arrow is basically Batman anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, is, he, is the, he is the bat. Though I did hear season four is supposed to have a lighter tone. I hope so. To um, match the Flash, because the Flash worked. I know, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But anyways, let's yes, fly, let's yeah. flash forward to the to the spoilery parts, because yeah. we don't have a whole lot of time to talk about it. Yeah. Um. Basically, uh, Wells tells Barry, you know, if you run fast enough within the Partolo Considerate, you can rip open a hole in time, mm-hmm. and I can go home, and you can go save your mom, and undo all this evil that I've done, so I can just go home. Mm-hmm. So after a lot of debating and pe- different people telling him, yes, you should do it. No, you shouldn't do it. You know, mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, don't do it because if you save your mom, you will lose all the motivation to even become a scientist, in my, right. in my opinion. And, um, but that's not entirely true because um, the, previous, the, the pre-death of Barry's mom, Flash, became a scientist and became the Flash despite having both his parents around. True. But he also became Flash a lot later. So it's time travel. He also had a better costume, but you know, whatever. It's true. (laughs) Anyway, um, he became John Wesley ship, the (laughs) nineties flash. (laughs) And then, um, so Barry starts running and he's, he taps into the speed force and Wells is still in his little prison cubicle talking Mm -hmm. to Barry as he's doing this. He goes, what you're seeing is the speed force. And it's, you're seeing all these flashes. He goes, this is everything that has happened. And can happen. And you're seeing all these flashes. Uh, there's a flash of uh, the Flash Museum. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a flash of uh, uh, Caitlin Snow as as Killer Frost. Killer Frost. Although which, you said you didn't catch that one. I didn't, I, but I went back and watched, and looked up a thing about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, she really didn't look all that much different. A blonde honest, hair wig. With a, with a black outfit. Yeah. You know, basic villain attire. Wear black. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um. And at the, at the, when they're, when this is all going on, um, Firestorm and Cisco built a time pod for Wells, and he makes a comment about how Rip Hunter would be proud because it looks exactly like his. Yeah, a little tidbit for the new show. For a uh, was it Legends, Legends of, of Tomorrow? Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Flash is running, gets back to the past, and he hears he hears the fight going on downstairs and he kind of peeks through a door and you can see his older self who you don't really get a great shot of mm-hmm. and 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 reverse flash fighting and he's got the and he's, he's older flash with the white symbol on yeah, his chest yeah he looks like the flash yeah he looks like flash and um he was going to after that flash saves younger barry because now there's three barry allens in this place at once yeah um older flash stops sees him peering through the door and just shakes his head no and then grabs younger Barry and runs. And so the Barry, all cry-faced, shuts the door and just kind of sits there for a minute. And you hear Reverse Flash kill his mom, really stab his mom. And then he leaves. And then Barry comes out. His mom's dying on the floor. His dad's unconscious on the floor. And she basically is like, he's like, he takes off his mask. He's, I'm, it's me, Mom. It's Barry. And she's like talking about how beautiful he is and everything. Mm-hmm. I came, I got a second chance to say that we love you. Mm-hmm. You know, basically he got to say his goodbye that he never got to do as a child. Right. And not disrupt his time stream. Right. Well, as this is going on, Wells is getting in his little time pod thing and getting ready to go. Flash comes back through this portal thing, smashes the time thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you didn't change anything. You didn't change anything. Why didn't you? And uh, I can't even remember what he says. Yeah. Basically they start fighting because Wells gets furious and as they're fighting, and Wells is kicking his butt, and he's like, you know, after I kill you, I'm going to kill all of them. And then all of a sudden you hear a gunshot. Eddie shoots himself. Eddie, for people who don't know, is the future supervillain <coughs> Reverse Flash's, like... Dis- Great-great-grandfather. Right. And, uh, and then as... Wells is standing there, and he, like he starts to glow, and he changes back into what he doesn't even look like Wells anymore. He looks like mm-hmm. the what the one time we saw uh, Ebert Thrawn, right? And then he kind of he's like, and he looks at Barry, and he's like, "What are you gonna do without me?" And then he poofs, 
Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, okay, so everything's going to reset because, you know, he never went back in time. He never killed Barry's mom, blah, blah, blah. But then that doesn't happen. This big quantum singularity thing opens up in the sky, and they talk about how the only way to stop it is for Flash to reverse around it, like mm-hmm. the tornado from the first episode. Yeah. And that's where the episode ends, is him running up into this thing. Yeah. Well, now that you now that none of you have to you know watch the episode because we pretty much did the entire plot. Um, the, what I really kind of want to talk about is uh, I heard season two is going to have um, time travel elements to it and uh, multiple universe uh, things, and they tease at the uh, Golden Age Flash. Yes, Jake Garrick. Yes, his, when the first when the portal first opens up, this helmet his, with wings comes his flying. His doofy through. Mercury helmet nice. like fl- flies through the portal or something like that. So and Barry looks at it, and goes, "What's that?" and Wells is like, that's my cue to go. Yeah. <laughs> Between that and um, Tom Cavanaugh is coming back as a regular next season, so we're probably going to see uh, like the good Harrison Wells. The, the actual Harrison Wells. The actual Wells. guy, not like the bad guy. Yeah, because if, because if Thrawn doesn't go back in time, right. he doesn't kill him. I don't know. Right. And the the last thing before we get off this topic, because we've been talking about this way too much, <laughs> um, the Cisco. Uh, they say he has powers. He is going to be vibe. The, he has the vibrational, like break dancing, you know, superhero. Yeah. I hope he break dances <laughs> like he did in the comics. He wouldn't be vibe if he didn't break dance. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a good vibe about him. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But yeah, really good. Check it out. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Sounds good. Well, we just saw this little movie. I don't know if you heard about it. Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Not really. Is it an independent film? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Independently awesome. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, like it's it's the best movie I've seen in a long time, and I'm not exaggerating. Like it's it's just so good. Like it's hard to even articulate how good it is. Oh, that's awesome. But <laughs> to me, it just looks a bunch of crazy happening. Like, yeah, it kind of is. Although it's plot-wise, it's really grounded and and not and pretty simple, but the production going on and all the just all the designs for stuff and the stunts and the, just everything. Well, they use as much practical stuff as possible. Like, I'm trying to think. Well, oh there's my. like literally guys on the end of sticks that are going back and forth onto cars. That's and not CG. Yeah, it's not yeah. CG. They are on cars going forty miles per hour up. On like, super long sticks. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, all w- the vehicles worked. Everything worked. He's insane. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, I, I hear this like fits in with the other Max, Mad Max movies. It's like, it's like in between two of the movies or something like that. Um, I haven't seen any of the other Mad oh, you Max haven't? movies. Actually. Oh, really? Man, you're missing out. But I don't think it actually connects all that much. Well, it's just kind of a story within that universe. Well, yeah. none of them really connected all that much. They all had, you know, yeah, Max you, as the main protagonist, yeah. and that's it. Well, you had the first movie where he gets the car at the end. Right. And then you have Road Warrior. Right. Which, Road Warrior is personally, like, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And then you had Thunderdome and all that crap. Yeah. Tina he, Turner. He's, yeah. He's got his car at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I, but I hear it's it, it's not like it's a reboot. It, like, it can... It, if you... You know your head cannon can fit it into you know the original uh, Mel Gibson yeah. like line of films. Yeah, it's not a reboot or anything. That's cool. See, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like the fact that it's just a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's a story that happens to have Mad Max in it because it's also more of uh, Charlize Theron's character Furiosa. I, I was going to ask almost, you about. Thrones. It's almost her story more than it is Max's. That's cool. See, that's cool. And I hear there's like minimal dialogue too. Oh yeah, there's not a lot of dialogue. And that's and that's great. You know what? You know, show don't tell. Yeah, then they go out of there like they don't go. Also, just the visuals are just amazing. Yeah, they they don't like exposition it real bad either at the beginning. Like they just drop you into it. This is the world now. You know, you you they they respect your intelligence enough to know that you get it. You understand what post-apocalypse world is. Not why, not how. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I need to get out to the theater and and check it out for sure. It was, it was on my plans of possibly doing it this, doing it during the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Furious is a a full actual character. Not just some female character just thrown in there. Good. Fully developed and 
just as good at everything as Max without it seeing like it just seems natural. Like they don't they don't hit you over the head with it. It just makes sense in the world. Okay. You know. It's so good. And like she's not Max still seems like an awesome tough guy because like still it's not a bunch of, a bunch of uh, men's rights weirdos were boycotting the movie. Of course they were. Yeah. And it just, there's nothing in it that's, like, yeah, it's a feminist movie, but. Though it wasn't not originally intended that way. Yeah. That's what, the, that's what they said. That's what that, I read. That's, Actually, they, 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 hi- they hired the lady that did the vagina monologues as a consultant. consultant. Oh. So, yeah, <laughs> nice. it is. Yeah. They, Either yeah. way, good movie. Robot arms. Yeah, go see it. Like seriously, it makes Avengers look like garbage. Mm. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have to go see it. No, it does. <laughs> oh no, it does. <laughs> like, I'm mad that more movies aren't as good as this movie is. <laughs> <laughs> he's mad, and he's not gonna take it anymore. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it, definitely. I'm, I'm worried that all the summer movies are ruined now because they're not going to be as good. It just blows everything away. Like, I'm not exaggerating. Like, we saw this the day it came out, and we're still, yeah. Yeah, still this stoked on it. <laughs> hmm, cool. Okay, well, um, I just have something real quick. I've actually been reading, like, an actual real book. Are there pictures in it? No, there are not pictures in it. Thank you very much. It is uh, Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. Um, it was picked up uh, by, I think Spielberg is going to be uh, directing a fil- uh, film adaptation of it. Never mind. It's a really good book. You guys should read it. Um, we need to go ahead and take a break. Uh, when we get back, we'll be talking about some uh, news. Nerd Overload is brought to you in part by Replays, gameware, movies, and more. Replays is the place for all your gaming needs, from retro up through current-gen systems and accessories. They even have a free customer rewards program. Mount Vernon Avenue, Marion, across from the Marion Plaza. 751-4072 or online at facebook.com slash replaysmarion. Nerd Overload is sponsored in part by Creative Foundations. Hi, my name is Robert. Hi, my name is Amber. Hi, my name is Jessica. I'm Jimmy, and I work at Crave Foundations. A store that employs people with developmental disabilities. We have four locations. Delaware, Mount Vernon, Marysville, and Urbana. Our website is greaterfoundations.org. Find us on Facebook. A long, long time ago. In a galaxy far away, Naboo was under an attack. And I thought me and Qui-Gon Jinn could talk the Federation into maybe cutting them a little slack. But their response, it didn't thrill us. They locked the doors and tried to kill us. We escaped from that gas, the Met Jar Jar and Boss Nass. We took a bongo from the scene And we went to feed to see the queen We all wound up on tattooing That's where we found this boy Oh my, my, this here Anakin guy Maybe Vader someday later Now he's just a small fry And he left his home and kissed his mom goodbye saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi soon I'm gonna be a Jedi did you know this junkyard slave isn't even old enough to shave but he can use the force they say Oh, yeah. 
I'm gonna be a Jedi to stay we all fought in that epic war and it wasn't long at all before little hot shot flew his plane and saved the day and in the end some gungans died some ships blew up and some pilots fried a lot of folks were croaking the battle droids were broken And the Jedi I admire most Met up with Darth Maul and now he's toast Well, I'm still here and he's a ghost I guess I'll train this boy And I was singing My, my, this here Anakin guy Maybe Vader someday later Now he's just a small fry And he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye Saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi We were singing My, my, this here Anakin guy Maybe Vader someday later Now he's just a small fry And he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye Saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi And we're back. That was The Saga Begins by Weird Al Yankovic. I love that song. A classic, yeah. A classic, yes. A classic parody of a classic. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of Star Wars, uh, some news came out that is uh, pretty awesome, at least to me. I don't know about you guys, but... uh, I'm excited. Yeah. The the coolest cat in in the cosmos may be coming back to Star Wars pretty soon. Lando Calrissian. They're hinting at him coming back for at least one of the um, sequels eventually. Yeah, they said he's not in seven, but he might pop up in eight. Right, which would fit into the 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 mold of he's. They're kind of trying to recreate the original trilogy a little bit. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking as well. But uh, I I don't know. I'm excited for it. I think I'm too. Great. Billy D. Williams needs work. Yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. everybody loves Lando. Yeah, and I mean they've been they've been really kind of pushing him in the media a little more. Yep, um, he appeared in uh, Rebel season one for an episode, mm-hmm. uh, voicing a young, a younger Lando Calrissian. Yep, and then he's also getting his own Marvel short series. Yeah, it's like a six issue deal. Um, I forget who the writer is. Oh, I it. forget. But uh, yeah, he um, yeah, it's like uh, the takes place during episode four, mm-hmm. but it's like what he's doing, how he became in charge of Cloud City. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. I've always kind of wondered that yeah, a little bit. Lando's yeah. backstory. Yeah, I always kind of figured he wanted like a card game or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. In the um, in the Rebels episode, he's basically just a car- a con man. Yeah. And that's kind of how it all starts. Well, he and he and Han. I mean, they they were you know old card buddies pulling pulling grifts and you know yeah doing jobs and stuff. You know, 
see that would be kind of a cool um, if talking about the uh, uh, anthologies movies, mm-hmm. a young Han and Lando movie where it's like Ocean's Eleven, where they're pulling one big con, a space heist of some yeah, kind. yeah, some kind of crazy space heist. And the, and the winner gets the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Though didn't he say he wanted it in a in a Pizoc game or something like that? I can't remember. I think so. Probably, but okay. you know what? Put that in there. Why yeah. not? What okay. the heck? Yeah. And they're all made up stories anyway. I know, right? Made up games. Yeah. Made up made up heists. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I'm excited. I mean, I, I want it to happen. Yeah, definitely. I mean, more Star Wars is more good. Yeah, more good, more <laughs> Star Wars. All Star Wars. <laughs> all Star Wars all the time. Where's our uh, Max Rebo side movie? Oh, that would be great. <laughs> No, I want uh, I want Skippy the Jedi droid. I want that movie. Oh, that would be a good one. Oh man, a concert film series uh, based on uh, figuring Dan and the modal nodes. nodes. <laughs> About the, the rise to fame and then how like, how one of them like thought a he was... VH1 behind the music of figuring Dan. <laughs> oh man, I would watch the heck out of that. <laughs> it'd be it'd be what Jem should have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, movies that fit within our wheelhouse, mm-hmm. so there's a rumor flying around the internet now that uh, Matthew McConaughey might be playing uh, Norman Osborn in the new Spider-Man films. You know what they say? He gets older, Spider-Man stays the same age. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> you know, I think it's a good idea. You know what? With the, the rise of uh, superhero movies and everything, you know, you're going to see more and more like bigger name celebrities trying to hitch their wagon to it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a guaranteed moneymaker these days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, why not? He's Matthew McConaughey. What's he doing right now anyway? Lincoln commercials. Yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> he now. He's just rambling weird Lincoln commercials. <laughs> right now, he's probably on a beach. I, this is true. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, There's if I were betting, man. a 90% chance he's not wearing a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Possibly some bongos somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but no, I think it's a good idea. And, you know, he can play serious. He can play, you know... Oh, no, he's other than, you know, Matthew laid back surfer dude McConaughey, you know. I mean, I've I've seen movies that I really, really enjoy with him in them. I mean, you know what? He is really good in Amistad. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, uh, set back, you know, during the slave trade. Yeah. Like uh, not like uh, a Civil War slave trade. It's like, before. you know, before. Yeah. Yeah. The ship was called the Amistad. Yeah. And he was he was a lawyer, like old timey English, you know, first generation American lawyer and did a really good job in it. And uh, yeah, it's a kind of a shame that his career kind of took a, a sidetrack where he was just pr- basically playing himself in like weird romantic comedies there yeah. for a while. Dupree. Yeah, you mean Dupree. Yeah. No, no, that was Owen Wilson. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I always get those two mixed up all the time. <laughs> Well, how can you get those two mixed up, you guys? <laughs> you sound like the dude from Family Guy. What? Which one? What? Which guy from yeah, Family Guy? What? You sound kind of like... You that sound... was just me holding my nose. I know, but it sounded kind of like uh, 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 Herbert. I didn't know. No. Oh, I, didn't. I, I heard it. I don't know about that. I heard it. Okay, just anyway. wanted to. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> just wanted to hear it. Yeah. Um, what's no, if you want me to sound like Herbert... <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! What was that one movie he did? Um, it was really weird. Um, Take your pick. I, I know, I know, I know. Is it the one where he won't move out of his parents' house, or the one where he won't get married? <laughs> no, 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 no. And this uh, is where I say another um, Owen Wilson movie. Yeah, by accident. Do it. <laughs> say another movie. Yeah. What, what's another movie Owen uh, he's been in? Uh, Drillbit Taylor. Nope. No, I missed. I missed. Yeah, that uh, was Owen Wilson. <laughs> Keep going. Try it again. Uh, I can't think of any more. I spy. Nope, that's Owen Wilson. <laughs> Owen Wilson. Maybe I just think they're the same person. Shanghai Noon. Nope, yeah. nope. Jackie Chan. <laughs> it's not Jackie Chan. The guy who's not Jackie Chan uh, in that movie. Dazed oh. and Confused. Yes. Okay. Nailed movie. it. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Was he... <laughs> Meet the Fockers. <laughs> Was he in that movie? No. Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben Stiller. <laughs> yeah, I think I've just all this time thought Matthew McConaughey and Owen Wilson were the same person. <laughs> okay. Wedding Crashers. Who was in it? 
Owen Wilson. Okay, yeah. got that one. Got that one. That was a, that was an easy one. Oh, I can't remember. It's, it's a good movie. It's where his like his dad. He's telling the story to the FBI about how his dad used to kill people because God told him to. Oh, uh, I don't know that one. Oh, it's really good too. Ah. So Sorry. you're listening to McConaughey, McConaughey, <laughs> or Owen Wilson cast. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's the same thing. <laughs> I feel like we have a we have a long road of uh, I haven't seen that yeah. in yeah. the future. I've learned something about myself today. Interstellar, who's in it? McConaughey. Hey, there <laughs> it is. Okay. <laughs> Well, we really went off the rails there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Anyway, but no, that's. I think it's a really good idea. I think it's good casting for for him to play Norman Osborn because he'll be because they're going with a teenage, um, like a young teenage Spider Man. <laughs> so Spider Man uh, has not stayed the same age. No, he's, he's actually, actually gotten, gotten he's, he's regressed a little bit. No, I think they cast a guy named uh, Asia Asia Butterfield. I think. Yeah, he was in uh, Andrew's Game and, and Hugo. Uh, yeah, which was really good and. Um, I think the the age differential will be good, and if they're if they're going with the ultimate version of the Spider Man instead of you know regular instead of him putting on uh, the Green Goblin putting on like a mask and costume and antiquing around, uh, he'll be turning into like almost like a big like Monster Hulk version of like a Goblin. Oh, like the ones they they use um, the Disney Infinity Green yeah. Goblin's a big Monster Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the I, that's the ultimate monster, which, which which is the Green Goblin I dislike the most. Yeah, but can you imagine a super chill, laid back surfer dude Goblin <laughs> surfing around New York on his on his rocket powered surfboard? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I got these pumpkin bombs. <laughs> Frailty. That's Frailty. Yeah. Uh, okay. Movie. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Okay. Enough about that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> but speaking of movies, there's been a lot of stuff leaking from uh, the Suicide Squad movie, which is, they've been filming. Yeah. N- none of it good. No. no. Guess what? Warner Brothers lied about those stupid Joker tattoos. Yeah. That they said they had and then said he, they didn't. Well, no, he has them. You know what? Some of them don't bother me because he's, you know, he's going to be wearing clothes for like yeah. most of it. So you're not going to see him all that often. You know what? Nope. And there have been versions of the Joker with tattoos, like we said. The one, the script word damaged across his forehead is a little on the nose. Yeah. And a, eh, it bothers me a that lot. That one bothers me more than more than anything. Yep. But they showed uh, him talking to Harley Quinn either in a flashback or... Oh, it's it's pre, it's pre Harley Quinn. So it's Harley Quinzel. Yeah. yeah. But he's getting out of some like crazy purple sports car thing and they're talking in a parking garage yeah, i borrowed it from prince yeah <laughs> but he's wearing like a silver jacket and like a purple shirt that's unbuttoned practically down to his belly button Ugh. he looks like it he just looks like a like a douche so like yeah. a sleazebag car salesman joker yeah kind of i'm surprised he wasn't wearing like a big gold chain or something <laughs> well you know cgi <laughs> Hopefully they'll CGI out the tattoos, which I mean is a possibility. It's a possibility, but with, it's not going to happen. With the, yeah, with the backlash of how much people hate it, yeah, it's not going to happen. Hey, I don't think they'll do it, but they could. Listen, Warner Brothers has gotten so much backlash over Batman versus Superman and the Suicide Squad, and they've yet to change anything. They're not going to change the, the the Joker's tattoos. Yeah, they it's, don't care. They don't. They don't care what we think. All they know is Batman makes money. Yeah. yeah, and they're marketing marketing this at the at the people who really like Michael Bay Transformers yeah. movies and don't care what they're going to see. I mean, yeah, and it's I'm having a really hard time kind of wrapping my head around it, but I these movies aren't for us, you know? Yeah, these yeah. movies aren't for us. It hurts. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a slap in the face. Yeah, I mean, we're the ones that are going to give you the money for it. We're going to see it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah they, they, they know it has that built-in audience. Yeah, they know they don't have to market it to us. They have to market it to the, the, the Call of Duty, you know. Do-chugging. Yeah. Do-chugging. <laughs> Dorito-fingered <laughs> masses. Uh, 14-year-olds. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Who think edgy and, and, and like, dark are two different means maturity. Right? Yeah. So. So like like you said, it's just juvenile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Which it kind of it feels kind of ridiculous uh, chastising a superhero movie for being juvenile, but it's not juvenile in the right way. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I mean, 
it's, to an extent, the Avengers and Marvel movies are juvenile, but they're juvenile in the best way because they make the the audience feel like good kids and feel again. like feel, yeah. feel like a kid for a little bit while they watch it. Where these, it's like they're talking down the Warner Brothers stuff. They're talking down to us. It's kinda. like it's like we don't we don't care about the source material that much. <laughs> yeah. And again, that's just corporate. That's the, just the difference in the corporate structure between uh, Warner Brothers and and Disney, Disney. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. So basically, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad uh, Disney has Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wasn't there supposed to be a Batman v Superman trailer in front of Mad Max? Yes, there was supposed to, but then they leaked it. Oh, they they leaked it early. Oh, because there wasn't. Yeah, I had it in front of the second time I saw Avengers. Oh, you did. Huh. I had a lot of trailers uh, in so my second time of trailers. That's weird that they put a DC Warner Brothers like trailer, like. In front of the direct competition, yeah. See, I don't it's know. Weird. I don't know how it works now with with the digital films. But I know mm-hmm. when I worked in a movie theater in the past, and I was learning to do um, projection work, uh, I was taught how to cut trailers onto movie reels. Mm. And so we were sent trailers, and we had to cut them at the uh, beginning. Splice of the them film. into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's still that's still how it works with the digital formats. Well, it's probably just like a file. Did you pull a Tyler Durden and splice in horrible images? <laughs> the thought did come to mind, but I did not have access to the terrible images to do which. I was super disappointed there was no Star Wars trailer in front of Avengers two. I yeah, know they talked about. It. I guess that's the same the same thing. It got it, it got leaked. It leaked early, so they decided, well, what the heck? Let's not waste people's time. That was the first of many disappointments that happened during watching <laughs> Avengers two. Well, anyway, uh, Warner Brothers is doing something right, and that is Supergirl. Yes. Have you seen that? I know we talked yeah. about you know TV trailers and stuff like that last week, but the Supergirl one, they had an extended one that came out like the day after we recorded. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm super, super stoked. You're I mean, super I, stoked? I am super stoked. <laughs> but uh, I feel like the, the people at the DCTV nerve center or whatever are watching the movie guys and go, mm, no, that's not how you do it. <laughs> yeah. And... They're, I mean, basically, it starts off as sort of a weird rom-com kind of comedy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then it quickly gets into the, nope, she's Supergirl, and she's mm-hmm. doing super heroic things. Yeah. And, you know, not destroying the city. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's interesting. I did get a little tired of them constantly dancing around saying Superman. You notice yeah. they did not say Superman once. They kept saying, my cousin, yeah. or Hal L., they yeah. never said Clark Kent. They never said Superman, and they're not going to be able to. Probably not. I mean, we get blurry pictures of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that could be anyone. This is true. Yeah. Although, if they do do something like that, I would be totally cool with them bringing back Tom Welling from Smallville. Oh yeah. Like make I mean say it's not the same Clark Kent from Smallville, but just yeah. say he's Superman. This is the actor that's playing him. He just happens to have previously played Superman before. Well, since it's DC TV, we'll just get uh, Brandon Routh to do it again. Yeah, well, he's already the Atom. But (laughs) but anyways, yeah, Supergirl, it looks really good. Um, Some of the, and this is just, this is just me. Uh, Some of the the rom-com kind of goofier stuff there at the beginning didn't quite land with me. But then again, it's not being written towards me. It's being written towards, uh, um, you know, comic fans and and female comic fans especially and you know some of that stuff didn't land with me and that's okay i'm still gonna watch it i'm still gonna enjoy it yeah uh i had a discussion with some friends talking about how they didn't like the fact that jimmy olsen james olsen knew superman and knew i'm like he's always known superman yeah why would he not he's superman's best friend they made the comment they didn't like that he didn't like how he knew both their secret identities and i was like you don't necessarily know that he's Clark Kent. You just know that he knows Superman and knows that Kara has a connection to him. Doesn't really necessarily know that he knows that Superman is Clark Kent. And if he does, who cares? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, with the whole with, with all the TV shows coming out, everybody knows everybody's secret identities anyway. Sure. You know, what's that, even the point? That's like nitpicking something you don't even know the details of because you haven't even seen the show yet. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I mean, She's flying right off the bat. She's mm-hmm. super strengthening right off the bat. Heat vision right off the bat. Yeah, they're they're not pulling any punches, and that's awesome. Which is fine because you know mm-hmm. we had to wait five seasons on Smallville just to see him fly. Yeah, 
Now I'm interested to see what kind of villains they pull out because they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to use some of the big the top tier Superman villains. Yeah, and, you know that's kind of the the biggest problem with Supergirl in the comics is that her most defining feature is that she is um, related to Superman. Yeah, in the it, comics. Yeah, it's, it's definitely I'm, it's definitely one of those. Um, and I'm sure that the show is going to take it in a completely different direction, and that's awesome. But part of the problem is a lot of Superman and Supergirl share a lot of the same villains. Yeah, like ninety percent of them. Yeah, and you know if they want to use you know event if they're going to do a Justice League movie eventually down the line they're going to do an Injustice League or a Legion of Supervillains or something and that that means no Lex Luthor no uh, uh, Bizarro no you know this that or the other Brainiac so no Brainiac yeah so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of second and third tier like villains they're going to pull out uh, for the show maybe Lobo will show up that'd be nice that would be kind of cool was Toy Man on Arrow no no what am I thinking of. I thought they had some kind of toy-related guy. They had Clock King. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking Clock King. Okay. But yeah, I mean, Toy Man could show up. Uh, they they did uh, show, like, real brief flashes of Parasite, that purple guy. Yeah, on the background on the computer screens mm-hmm. of the anti-whatever group that is. Mm-hmm. It's not Argus. That dude grabbing, that bald dude grabbing the axe was supposed to be Vartox. See, that's a character I'm not particularly familiar with. Well, I'm only familiar with him because I'm a fan of the Sean Connery movie Zardoz. (laughs) And he is a one-for-one copy of of the guy from Zardoz. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't think they can get away with his costume on on broadcast television. (laughs) We'll leave it at that. Um, But no, it'll be be interesting. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Is, Is it supposed to be an hour long? I hope it's an hour long. Probably. Most shows are an hour long nowadays. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, if you get a if you get a, tw- a thirty twenty minute show, it's particularly maybe animated. Yeah, true. Um, I don't know. Uh, I heard rumors that that there may be cross ability with the other, D- even though it's on the different channel. But um, I, I think they still own that. Something about as well. the production company yeah. that does is like tied in with all of them, or like the they have they share a couple producers or something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, that's the same thing with uh, Constantine from uh, uh, NBC. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, they could all show up in each other's shows, which I mean is great. Oh yeah, I mean, and, I mean Marvel's doing it, and it's fantastic. Yeah, and CW and uh, CBS have they share some ties? At least way back at one point, they were they shared. I just want to say they shared some ties. Yeah. So it could happen. I mean, it, it's it, it looks like a fun, happy, super person related show, and we need that exactly. We need that. I mean, as much as we dog on the other Superman stuff, this this looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it literally, the, the trailer made me smile. Yeah. Which is what it should do. Yep. I saw a thing on Tumblr. They had the, the trailer for The Flash and the trailer for Supergirl side by side, and they're incredibly similar. I'm not surprised. Some hey. of the lines are even the same. Hey, what we're, you know, go with what works, I yeah. guess. Flash is happy and fun and makes Supergirl happy and fun. Yeah. You can still have cool action and still be fun and interesting. Isn't it weird that the only uh, TV DC property that doesn't seem to connect to any of the others and seems totally, totally different is Gotham? I know, right? Like completely like out of left field. And that different. one's on Fox. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Although I heard it's not coming back next season. Yeah, it got the axe, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what did get picked up for another season, I'm glad, is iZombie. Oh, good. Which continues to be really good. One of these days I'll sit down and it's, watch it. It's one of my favorite TV shows now, I would Really say. good, really good. Starring a former Power Ranger. I think oh, I've yeah. said that before. Oh, yeah. She was a uh, yellow... Uh... Wild Force Yellow. Yeah. Yeah. She got to use some of her... I don't know. Her karates? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what, what, she ate the, the brain of, of, I don't know, somebody that knew karate. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> She was also Tinkerbell on Once Upon a Time. She was, yeah. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> well, I guess everyone does that one show that's not any good. <laughs> you want to, while we're talking about comics, do you want to uh, switch over and talk about some uh, Archie stuff? That's fine. Archie's always fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, recently, Archie Comics people, I guess they're just Archie Comics. They're just Archie Comics, yeah. Uh, they launched a Kickstarter to get some of their books out faster. So, something like that, something. yeah. And people got upset about them having a Kickstarter, I guess? Yeah, it's it's a real kind of weird gray area kind of thing. It's like Archie, the, I think the problem people had with it was that Archie has the money 
to launch the books successfully on their own. What they were doing were they were trying to gather essentially do pre sales. Yeah. To to get the books out faster because they're relaunching their line. Uh and these were three ancillary books that are also part of the relaunch. It's like there was a Jughead book. I know that one. There was the Archie itself. Uh, no, Archie. Archie itself was not a part of this. Oh, really? No, they're no, they're going they're going full steam with the Archie one. That's there. There were three books that were going to tie into. It was like Kevin Keller was oh, getting relaunched. Oh, okay. Uh, Jughead was getting relaunched, and there was a third one. I want to say it's not Josie and the Pussycats. If it was, that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Right? <laughs> but it, yeah. it might be it might be better than Veronica. Like, oh, yeah. know, I think that's what it was. Yeah, they they did the, they started this this Kickstarter and um, people started questioning. Well, you know, you have this deal with with Toys R Us and you have this deal with you know, uh, was it Walmart's? I think to exclusively sell their new comics in what? their stores. Yeah, oh. yeah. Arch, uh, Archie has uh, Walmart has exclusive rights to um, like the big box store kind huh. of stuff. Huh. Yeah, and um, something like that. And Archie said, oh, yeah, no, we have the money for these books. We just want to put them out quicker. And people were like, nah, that's not what Kickstarter's about. It, it's for in, more independent, you know, you know, content creators that don't have the money to do this. Like, the project was going to happen one way or the other, and that's what people had problem with. So they pulled it. They pulled their Kickstarter. And they said that uh, anyone who backed it, they didn't lose any money. And anyone who backed it will be getting a special, like, email, like, digital copy of the books or something mm. like that which i mean is a good consolation prize i guess but it kind of makes me wish i would have backed it at some point because now you know free books yeah free comics free, right free, free comic. <laughs> yeah but well uh, not necessarily free because you did give it money yeah but, <laughs> but i mean no i mean no if it's not if it's if they cancel it or if it's not funded you don't lose any money oh okay it's only you only give the money if they hit their goal oh, and when okay. the time runs out yeah yep but anyways, that kind of gets into a bigger question about, you know, who should use Kickstarter, you know? Yeah, because a lot of these video games have been doing gangbusters lately. Uh, ukulele and and the uh, Castlevania guy. Uh, Bloodstained? Yeah, Bloodstained, which we've both been talking about both those games a lot lately. Yeah. Do they really have a place on Kickstarter? Well, I think I think they do because if they didn't raise the money they those games wouldn't be made you know yeah i mean and it's not like they own the their respective companies they work for yeah yeah now i mean if like nintendo or if like uh ubisoft went to kickstarter and tried to kickstart a game <laughs> that'd Assassin's be different Creed. that would be totally different <laughs> and i would say no they don't need to be on there but i mean these are independent companies that are you know it's either life or death you know either it gets funded or it doesn't get made yeah, but a lot of like uh, Bloodstained already had a ton of financial backers before, and they didn't. They don't need this money. It's basically, I think they say on the Kickstarter, it, it's just a proof of concept that people would pay money for it. Mm. So, it's kind of the same thing as the Archie thing. It was gonna get. I don't know if it was gonna get made either way, but they don't need the money, and they intentionally lowball their numbers. Okay. Yeah. That that is kind of a that is kind of. A gray area. I'm yeah. thinking more of like a, a mighty number no. nine, where if they if that Kickstarter didn't get backed, it was not going to get made. Yeah, you know, or even even a ukulele. Their no, their goal was so low. Mm-hmm. Like if they wouldn't have made, if people wouldn't have gave over their goal, they couldn't have made the game on that amount of money. Yeah, and you know that's that's another that's part of the game that you know content creators play with Kickstarter. You know because again, the way it works is if it doesn't get. If it doesn't make the certain amount of money by you know the end of the you know thirty days or sixty days or whatever, they don't get any of it, any of the money that's pledged. So yeah. it's either you know it gets funded or they get zero. So you know content creators make low numbers, so it gets funded, so they at least get something. Yeah, but then that gives people this weird idea of how much it costs to make a game, and then when an indie developer who's actually asking the legitimate amount of money that they need, people start going, well. They made ukulele they were going to make with $2,300. Why do you need all this much money? And, you know, that's that's the fault of Kickstarter. Yeah. You know, it, you know some people know how to game the system. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a sad fact, but it's the truth. You know, they know how to game the system, and that's... A lot of people think they can be armchair developers and understand how much things cost to make a game. Right. And it's really expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
It's really expensive and it takes a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean it's not. And I mean not just games. I mean movies. Mm-hmm. You know, short films that get that you know get funded. Yeah, because there's a lot of ancillary cost. To everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you got to yeah. pay your you got to pay your developer or your actor. Uh, there's you know catering. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a bunch of things that aren't necessarily connected to the direct process that are a part of the process. Correct. And I don't think some people understand that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason a movie costs. You know, a movie has to make like a million, uh, like a couple million dollars its opening weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, because you got to pay for. I mean, all those names at the end of the credits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then you got to pay for rights for this, insurance for that. Mm-hmm. You know, all this stuff you got to do. And I mean, I've run into some Kickstarters where, you know, like for, there's a movie that came out a few years ago called Stripped. It was a documentary on um, uh, newspaper um, comic strips yeah. versus uh, digital web comics. It yeah. actually just got added to Netflix the it other did. day. It did, yeah. And that's really awesome. It's a really good yeah, movie. Okay, yeah, go watch it that. It's excellent. <laughs> but um, they ended up doing a second Kickstarter because they uh, did not anticipate the amount of money it was going to take just for them to do, you know printing costs and advertising and stuff like that. All these, all these little things that they didn't even think about because neither of the guys were film filmmakers. One guy was a web comic designer and the other guy was his buddy with a camera basically. So, I mean, yeah, you run into, you run into that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess it's, we get it because, you know, it's understandable. Mm-hmm. And but we're I, content creators. We make things. We, we do make things. Yeah. 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 I mean, and other people will just go, well, this comes out every year, so why can't you do it within a, a, a reasonable frame of time? Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, the people who can bring something, like, say, a game out every year, have a team of, like, you know, 20 or 30 people working on it. Yeah. You know, to make that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and you got to pay all those people. It's, it's, it's the thing. Yeah. And, you know, that's, again, that's, that's just the pitfalls of Kickstarter, you know? You just don't, you just don't know. Yeah, you know, you can do all the research in the world, but you just don't know. Yeah, and a lot of the super indie projects, um, it's somebody that's taking this money and then living off ramen and working on it a hundred million hours a day. But once you hit a certain level, like you're making a more professional product, mm-hmm. then you've got to pay people that work eight hours a day, and you know, you it's a job for, for their the... for their families and things. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There's a difference between those things. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, some uh, have you heard of the concept of like um, content creep, where like these Kickstarters they make a ton of money, so they start adding features and adding features, yeah, to the point where they can't get the game, the the project made, whether it's a game or a movie or whatever, because they're hamstrung by all the stretch goals or whatever they call it that they that they add on is like, oh yeah, we're making all this money, we'll do this, we'll do that. They don't. Yeah, now development's going to take forty years. Yeah, exactly. Again. Mighty number nine. That's what's ran. That's what it ran into. Yeah, I I heard I had to cut back on a, on some stuff. It did. There was a whole uh, multi online multiplayer. Oh mode God, that like was that, a that bad idea. Gonna, that they were going to try to implement early on in the development, and they ended up having to scrap it. I mean, I I feel like if you're going to do something, if you're going to try to do Kickstarter, mm-hmm. I mean, like the content creep thing, I think you should try not. I understand the point behind it, because you've reached your goal and you want people to keep giving you money. Mm-hmm. But I think you it would be just, you know, hit your goal and then just make your product. Yeah. And you get your name out there. You got people interested, you know. And then once your product actually gets made, and aside from giving to the back to the backers, you know, you could possibly make more sales from there to do something else. I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah. 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 Anyways, Kickstarter. Yeah. You know, watch out for what you, <laughs> what you back, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's uh, I think that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, again, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, you can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also find us at Facebook, Nerd Overload website. Or on Twitter, at nerd underscore overload. You can email us with any questions or comments at staff at nerdoverload.com. Yep, and again, we have a dozen oh, donuts right. for, for local Still. listeners. <laughs> Email us anything. Give me them donuts. Give me them donuts, yes. <laughs> Put that in your email. First one that sends it in, you're getting a dozen donuts. We'll make it happen. If you're outside of of our local area, then I will send you a Steam game of yeah. my choice. There you go. There you go. 
All right. So, uh, again, thanks for listening, and we will all be back with you next week. This show was sponsored in part by Replays, Gameware, Movies, and More, and Creative Foundations.